year, Tucson Electric Power recognizes local businesses, organizations, and individuals that partner with them to preserve the environment and promote sustainability. These are forward-thinking partners who are creative and effective in their approaches to promoting greater sustainability in the Tucson community. We are spotlighting the 2020 award winners for our Go Green Award Series, and today we celebrate our fifth recipient in this series, the Sustainable Partner Award, the Regional Partnering Center, the RPC as it is known. And with me to tell us all about that is Jim DeGrude, return guest to Mrs. Green's World, Deputy Director for Pima Association of Governments. Jim, it's great to connect with you again, and I was happy to see your name show up on my traffic today. How the heck are you? I'm doing really well, and I'm so excited about getting this award. You know, this has been something that uh, uh, has been a real uh, labor of love for all of us at the RPC, and uh, to uh, have the opportunity to celebrate this particular project, uh, I'm just so delighted to be able to do. And there are lots of moving parts. I mean, I've talked to quite a few people at TEP and I interview them for different podcasts. And I know that Dave Hutchins and a lot of their top level staff put their skin in the game and a lot of the support staff to make this happen. So tell us about what the great award was for, because it is a big deal in our community. It's it's a huge deal. And, uh, you know, it started out, uh, I mean, we've I mean, anybody that's been in Tucson for any period of time knows what a treasure Sabino Canyon is. And, you know, growing up in Tucson, uh, that's some of my earliest memories are going around trying to pull crawdads out of the water and splashing around and having a Love grand it. time. Yep. And uh, the uh, opportunity to be able to bring in uh, clean operating vehicles uh, has been uh, a real pleasure on our part. It's been, uh, like I say, a labor of love. Hasn't been without its hurdles, but we have had TEP at our back every step of the way. They have supported us uh, from inception. Uh, they've been very generous in terms of their uh, provision of uh, of capital support for us. Couldn't have done it without them. And now we've got a a, a series or a set of vehicles. We've took delivery on our fifth vehicle just about uh, the first of the year, so we're getting it uh, all uh, uh, wrapped in uh, in, in our uh, uh, livery, and uh, we'll be bringing it out probably next week, and uh, looking forward to uh, to putting it into service as well. And it is one of the most visited places for us that live here. And for people that come to visit, when they ask any of us, where should we go if they like the outdoors? That's probably my first recommendation. And to have zero emissions, quiet electric vehicle shuttles, it's a big deal. Um, It really is. For the whole experience there. And it's when I talk to the I did a whole podcast on that because I love that. What do they call it? The Sabino Crawler? Yep, it's, Sabino Canyon Crawler. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's so great, but it, it was a lot of moving parts. And by that, I mean organizations that have buy-in and public hearings and you have the environmental groups. And it was a lot. It was not a light lift. It was a heavy lift and you lifted. That's how I feel about it. It was a big deal. Yeah, it uh, it was, and you know, it was a competitive process. We had to uh, compete to get this permit from the U.S. Forest Service, and uh, we were successful in getting it. And uh, and now we're trying to deliver. 
And I think uh, actually, you know, a lot of people have been kind of surprised that we have delivered as well as we've done. Um, and guess what? I haven't been on it yet because of COVID. <laughs> so oh no! Like, I know, but I will. I, I don't usually take the shuttle. I take the Bear Canyon Trail uh-huh. because it's yes. not as is busy. But when we're talking about, and you know, TEP certainly did not ask me to do this, but they're a, a very you know, respected partner of ours and we we like to go above and beyond, but they gave like 1.5 million and a million dollar interest-free loan Mm -hmm. and corporate resources. I mean, they did a lot for our community. That's just one example. So it's very, um, talk about having skin in the game. That's a lot of skin. And I want to know what role exactly did the regional partnering center play? Were you like the orchestra leader that had to bring all all these entities together well, and make something happen? You know, this is something that we first started looking at in 2016. Originally, you know, I, RPC is a nonprofit that didn't exist prior to this project. Uh, we created it to do this and some other things where we can have an intersection of government and industry and do things collaboratively for the betterment of the community. But uh, the reason I got interested in this, and, or we got interested in it, was because uh, back in 2016, we were looking at a place or an opportunity to demonstrate an electric bus. We were looking at uh, you know buses coming, electric buses coming into the uh, the marketplace. Thought we'd uh, try one out. We couldn't put it on a regular SunTran route though because it didn't have the fare boxes, and right. we didn't want to have it in a position or have it competing. You know, have you know some people get uh, a free ride while others didn't. So what we did was we said, well, why don't we bring it in the week between Christmas and New Year's? Run it between Udall Center and. Uh, Sabino Canyon. We know Sabino Canyon's got a big parking problem. You know, let's see if we can't operate the the electric bus between there. And uh, it uh, was very popular. And as we were looking around, we we started looking at the opportunity to perhaps look at uh, at uh, competing for the for the permit and bring electric shuttles into the canyon. And and that's that's how we got the ball rolling. And um, TEP was very supportive. Yeah, it, it impacts everything. You know, we have the bighorn sheep there, which I have seen, and the quality of your experience when you're in there because those shuttles were loud and smelly. I'm sorry, I can say that now, but they were. And to me, when I read the the research on other improvements, including not just having to pay cash and all of those things that really help, what so you have this heavy lift and you got the delivery of the fifth one. What's next? Like, what are you going to do? I know you, you're you not stopping the dream. And um, what what are you going to be up to next through this entity? Well, you know, right now, you know, we're trying to weather the COVID storm. Right. And uh, as you know, we had the big form fire as well. So we were basically shut down from, you know, it's funny, we started on, the 18th of March oh, in no. 2019, oh, no. and we shut it down on the 19th of March in 2020 for the <laughs> COVID, and then the Bighorn Fire. We 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 uh, we did start uh, or resume service in a limited fashion in uh, yeah on the uh, Halloween weekend, and we've been operating on an hourly basis since then. And ridership has been slow. People are you know they're they're uncomfortable with. The, the the whole pandemic situation we get that and we've been really working on trying to keep our um, uh, equipment clean and that's one of the really nice things about going to the uh, the different more methods of payment too is people can pay online in advance right. secure their ticket right. they don't have to handle cash um, 
you don't even really need to interact with the uh, uh, with the uh, uh, concierges except to ask some questions, and uh, and they'll pass you out the the earbuds that uh, you'll be able to listen to the uh, uh, the audio program using. And it'll come back. I mean, I think mm-hmm. now as more and more and more people get vaccinated, I'm hoping that by at least late spring, there are a lot more people out. I mean, our family, my husband is high risk, and we're. We pretty much shelter at home. We haven't eaten in a restaurant since last March. We do take out with locally owned restaurants, but we do curbside or one of us will go in all masked up. But it's it's too soon to be celebrating, but we can be looking forward to celebrating because I think everybody in this community, the, the organizations that are responsible for getting the... Um, the vaccination out to us, the vaccine are really doing their best. But I have to ask you this, because I read about this and you have to tell me, this is not stump your guest. So tell me about the solar powered ticket vending machine. Oh, (laughs) that is like, I'm like, what? That is so fun. So tell us about that. Yeah, actually that is, I was was waiting to get to that because I think it's pretty cool also. We actually, um, when we when we acquired the permit, uh, we purchased some of the assets of the prior operator. One of which was a small shipping container, and we so thought, green. "Well, can we do this?" Yeah, existing <laughs> so existing container and a uh, little ten footer, and uh, we thought, "Well, what can we do with this?" And we knew that we had an obligation to provide a ticketing opportunity for people who end up uh, parking at the overflow lot. Once, I mean, it's really a challenge if you find yourself uh, with the with the main parking lot filled, uh, the Forest Service will direct folks up to the overflow lot, and then there's a short hike over to the, uh, to the to Sabino Canyon Road. And we've established a new shuttle stop. We call it Stop Zero, or I like to call it Stop O for overflow, <laughs> but you know, that's... Okay, Stop <laughs> but, O, uh, got it. Stop O. So uh, anyway, uh, what we're doing, though, is we're going to put uh, in this this uh, shipping container, we've got our, our one of our ticketing machines, our kiosks. It has been outfitted with batteries and solar powers, solar power by a team of uh, students from the university that were sponsored by TEP, and they were going through their capstone engineering product project. Had an interdisciplinary engineering team that came up with this and worked with us in terms of getting all of the uh, the, the tech specs in there. All the environmental uh, issues, the, the the battery issues, the uh, the solar issues, all squared away. So uh, we're just awaiting a uh, a final uh, uh, go ahead from the Forest Service to put it out in the overflow lot, set it up, and uh, all we need to do is add a, a radio to our office so that we can get the uh, uh, the internet working, and we'll be ticketing there. That is so cool on so many levels. It's hard to get get my head around. I mean. So many levels, the public-private partnership with the College of Engineering and TEP, the big utility company, and the Forest Service. And for people that listen to us from around the country, they listen to these down-to-earth and these spots, local spots, because hopefully we make it that fun and exciting. But Sabino Canyon is like the go-to place to be outside. It's beyond gorgeous. You can have rigorous hikes. You can have easy hikes. I highly recommend do not do Blackett's Ridge. I You can quote me on that because I hate Blackett's Ridge. But the phone line trail, there are so many opportunities. And to have this unique 
um, opportunity for Sabino Canyon Crawler, uh, my advice to first-time visitors is take the shuttle to the end and come back, see the whole thing, and then walk. Um, that's what I do when we have visitors. It's like, let's go see the whole thing. And there's almost always water there except for, you know, the very tail end of summer if we don't have a very good monsoon. But it's it's a magical place and this makes it all the more beautiful and polluting, you know, pollutant free. You want to know how old I am, Jim? I'm not going to tell you how old I am. I tell it all the time. I am so old that when I first came here, you could drive your car in Sabino Canyon <laughs> all the way to the top. You know what? I'm of your vintage. Oh I was gosh. able to drive it with with my own driver's license myself. So, <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's really dating us. It's like now maybe like half a century or something. I don't know. I don't think it's quite that long, but it's been a long time since they have allowed vehicles in there. Thank goodness that yeah. they stopped making that happen. So I don't want to seal any more of your thunder and have you have me on double secret probation or anything. What's... <laughs> else do you want to share? Did I forget anything to highlight? I was so excited about that shipping container. I just wanted to make sure we had that. That is pretty cool. Hey, I got some some news as of three o'clock this morning. Oh my God. Water's running over the dam now. The, <gasps> the snow melt has finally made it down through the canyon gosh. and it's coming down through the uh, through Sabino. So uh, that's something <laughs> that uh, we've all been waiting that for. That is a big news item here in Tucson, Arizona. And for our sound engineer who could chime in on this, he's expecting a foot and a half in Massachusetts. So he's Yikes. probably he's probably not doing the happy dance like we are. But there, there's an air of euphoria in the desert when it rains or snows. And we had snow last week and people were texting each other and I was calling girlfriends and saying, did you look at the mountains? Did you look at the mountains? It's snowing here. And I was on a couple of Zoom calls with people from out of state. And like, I just stopped in the middle of a sentence. I said, wait, hold on. It's snowing here. And you know, Washington, D.C., New Jersey, New York, they were not like, why are you making this big announcement that it's snowing? <laughs> because we live in Tucson. That's right. So that's great news that we have um, overflow on the dam. It's just a beautiful place to be. And it was great reconnecting with you. Likewise. And hearing about what's going on here and your role in this. And such a big shout out to TEP for the things that they make possible in this community. It's It never ceases to amaze me. And I'm not kidding. Like they just keep on going. Yeah, and if I can add one more thing, you just can. TEP is also really active with the city of Tucson, and they're looking at ways that they can uh, turn their existing transit fleet greener. So oh gosh. look out for the future. Yes, they're on it. They're on it. And I'm sure you'll be back on Mrs. Green's World Show someday. I love having you, and I thank um, Pima Association of Governments, the Friends of Sabino Canyon, and many others of the organizations that helped make this happen, not to mention all the contribution that TEP made. I, I dare say, I don't think it would have happened without them. I think it that's very have. safe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's a pleasure sitting uh, or, or having the opportunity to, to spend some time with you and uh, look forward to doing it again. Take care, my friend. It was great connecting. Likewise. Likewise.